Relax, pull up a chair and join us for the Be A Bond Girl podcast, featuring mastermind coach and author of Fempowerment, Unleashing Your Inner Bond Girl, Sandy Shepard. Hey, this is Sandy Shepard, and welcome back to our coffee chats here on Fempowerment.com. This coffee chat is actually the first interview that I did with Eve Abbott, the organizer extraordinaire. My other two coffee chats with Scott Smith and Dr. Monty did get posted before this one, but I hope that you will agree that this one is well worth the wait. Eve Abbott is a fantastic organizer. As you will hear, she has two websites. One is the Organizer Extraordinaire. That's her business and website for small business and individuals. Her other website, A Brain New Way to Work, is for professionals working in a larger business environment like corporate or nonprofit. This is more her website for speaking and training. Eve's book, which we refer to a couple of times, is called How to Do Space Age Work with a Stone Age Brain. You can obtain this from Eve's website or the ever-popular Amazon.com. Eve is coming out with a new version of this book shortly, so either you can pick it up now or you might be able to wait a couple of months and get the new version, which I believe is version 4. I hope that you enjoy this interview as you have enjoyed the other coffee chats that I've put up. If you'd like to give me a ring, call me at my listener feedback line at 206 350 I've only had a couple of calls on this line and I keep needing to call myself to keep the line open. So give me a call. Give me a ring. You can also always email me at doubleosandy, that's D-O-U-B-L-E-O-H-S-A-N-D-Y at yahoo.com. And I thank those of you who have been emailing me and giving me fantastic suggestions. I look forward to putting them into our next interviews and podcasts. Here we go. I hope you enjoy my chat with Eve Abbott, the organizer extraordinaire. We are here with Eve Abbott, who is the organizer extraordinaire. And I have brought Eve to our experts forum because I happen to have her book, how to do space age work with the stone age brain from uh, Amazon. And I picked that up when I was writing a chapter on organization. In fact, Eve and I have just recently been speaking and she's got a new revision. So I have to go out and buy the new book as well, as will you. But this is what led me to her organizer extraordinaire website. And I knew I had to bring Eve to us as an organizer expert for our Bond girls to be. I'm really hoping that she will not only speak with us now, but perhaps come on uh, monthly to be our organizer expert. So here she is for you. Eve, I am really curious about what your background is and how you became the organizer extraordinaire. Well, you know, I, I must have been destined to be a Bond girl because 
um, James Bond was a naval commander, actually, in the original stories. Um, And I'm a Navy brat. By the time I graduated from sixth grade, we had moved 12 times. So it's, you know, completely reintegrating into a new situation every time, Mm -hmm. right? And and as I was growing up and doing my thing in school and all that kind of stuff. And then um, I think that basically what happened for me was that two things happened. One is, is that I had an accident where I could no longer use my brain the way I was used to oh using goodness. it. And the other thing is, is that I um, found myself being laid off. And when I went back to do all my skills and, and look in the, you know, what color is your parachute kind <laughs> right. of approach. The main thing was I was good at working with people and I was good at organizing mm-hmm, things. Mm-hmm. Right? And what that turned into was me combining that with my lifelong interest in brain research and bringing the latest in brain research along with a good shot of humor, of course, <laughs> to, to people so that they can actually work better you know, the way that their brains are trying to work. (laughs) I think that's fabulous. I think it also definitely details what I have suspected is that you absolutely are a Bond girl. I mean, anyone that can get over a little bit of brain injury and be uh, downsized and then suddenly live her passion sounds like a Bond girl to me. So (laughs) I tell you what, I think that um, one of the things I'd like to talk about, and you did mention also that you have humor, I will definitely agree to that. Eve's book is great. You can find it on my website and obviously on her web- website as well, which is a brain new way to work.com. And I love her uh, combination of space age work, which is, of course, what we're all doing with our stone age brains, because our brains really haven't changed all that much since we were cave people. So before we go, though, into the nuts and bolts of organization, I am really curious, since I have just dubbed you a Bond girl, how do you personally handle the complex personal and professional balancing act that I believe that all women have to live every day? Well, you know, I have grown very attached to, although I have my own business and I I do have a home-based business because, you know, essentially I provide services on-site or with people you know, one-on-one right. over through the web and right. stuff. Um, but so I have a business. I am a businesswoman. I'm a businesswoman out mm-hmm. there, not inside right. my home. And when I'm in my business mode, part of my business mode is like when Don Quixote puts on his shaving tin and his whatever. <laughs> you know, when when Honey Ryder uh, put on her belt with the sheath yep. knife in it and stuff like that. I mean, you're yep. shooting up. You yep. know what I'm saying? And that's my makeup and my suit and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, all business clothing, women and men's, is based on military Absolutely. And so what I look at myself as when I'm in my business mode is I am fee male. And by that I mean small f, small e, hyphen, capital M, A, L. Right. So in other words, you're a a woman. It's sort of a gender neutral term in that you're female in this male type society. In other words, you've put on the right uh, the right armor. You're out there in a way to fight those battles and be just as good as a female as the males that are out there. You betcha. And for me personally, when I shift over to my personal life and this has become more pronounced as I've gotten Mm -hmm. older, um, I become femme, and by that I mean capital mm-hmm. F, E, M, M. That smells like a Bond girl name. Yeah, I think that would be a great Bond girl name. And one of the things, as soon as I get home, is I ditch my suits and I hang them up and do all that kind of stuff, you know. And I get into something that's more yep. colorful, right? A little yep. looser, right? 
I'm not so much into décolletage, but fortunately I have a sufficient second story. Um, my my guy is kind of into like you know tight sweaters yep, and stuff yep, like that. Yep. So for me, it's not so much how how much is showing, but how much is moving Absolutely. underneath. Absolutely. So, but that whole thing of being able to be comfortable. I think that makes a lot you know? of sense, and I think that that's one of the things that I like to point out from the book is just the idea. And as I as my last podcast talked about having a ritual as you walk into your home, which is you know, in the book, I call it putting on your play clothes. I think what we could also say, using your analogy, is taking off your armor and being female and womanly. It's just different than the armor on the outside. For sure. And the other thing I would draw as a kind of an analogy or as a way to work with this idea in your own life, you know, is just to look at in the business world, you're kind of being more left brained, mm -hmm. which is the more linear kind of one, two, three okay. brain kind okay. of thing. And and in your your real life or your personal life, you're more femme, which is more right-brained, oh. literally, um, much more concerned about uh, the immediacy of things and the touch yeah. of things and sensuality stuff like that. So personal life, right brain, business life, left brain. It's just a way, and of course, we always use both sides of our brain if we're lucky. But it, it's just a way to start to look at it. Make your make the way you're thinking. Well, I think that's a, actually a great segue into talking a bit about your book and um, uh, organization, organization, as you said, from a brain related perspective. I've read your book, but I'm guessing that many of my listeners have not. And I would very much like you to explain how your brain styles expertise can connect with the advice in the book, especially in that first chapter, which deals with sort of cluttering and stuff about clearing things out of your life. Absolutely. I, I agree with the fact that a cluttered environment is a symptom of a confused mind mm. and spirit. Um, from my point of view, I mean, I've done this for 20 years with everything from, you know, um, confused mothers of my mm -hmm. own um, and some other people's too, to executives and in, in corporations mm -hmm. and stuff, mm -hmm. right? And the truth is that any piece of clutter in any environment is an unmade decision. Oh, that's a great way to put it. And you have worked a lot in the book, actually, I think, with a decision-making process in a positive great way. Great idea. Yeah, you know, I really like the way you put I, that. That's great. And you know, I, I am not really big on feng shui mm -hmm. or anything. It just sounds like so much woo-woo. My only problem with it is that I've seen it work over and yeah, over again. Yeah. You know, it's just one of those amazing mysteries to me. <laughs> Although some people do attach mystical and magical properties to, you know, these things. I actually think of it as a brain technique of ordering. And so, you know, it sort of fits right in with the whole brain order organization um Thing And maybe it's just the way that my brain works, as you, I think, will discuss it a little bit. But to me, that's why feng shui appeals is that it gives it, it gives me an organizational way to talk to clients and for people to say, oh, that might work for me. And it doesn't have to be magical. It just seems to actually work, I think. And, you know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And also the whole thing about black energy or, excuse me, dead yes. energy. The way I think of it is clutter is a black yep. hole, yep. right? And it's a black hole for energy and resources. And when I was reading in, in the book about your book, excuse me, about this dead energy, it makes total sense yeah. to me because this black hole of clutter is sucking up everything that you've got has to be stored. It has to be maintained. Sometimes it has to be insured. Yep. It has to be moved out of the way every time you want something around it. You know, I mean, all that stuff really 
build. Yeah, it's interesting because I was watching Oprah the other day, and if I could remember the name of her clutter expert, I would, of course, W um, that person of the internet, which I can't quite remember at this point. But he, his new book is um, is my is my clutter making my butt fat or something, and that's why I really like your analogy to the unmade decision because his his tenant is that any clutter that you have it it ties into how you think of yourself and your life and you know all these things and what you just said really makes sense to me that it has to be maintained and stored and moved and insured and you know whatever and if you have a lot of clutter in your life you may have clutter on your body too it's like an unmade decision you're not deciding to lose weight you're not deciding to handle the clutter you're not deciding to do all these areas of your life and clutter is just a one little piece of that i think it's really a symptom symptom. now I was thinking that um, we might talk just a little bit more about the whole brain-related thing, I, you know, the sort of visual, auditory, kinesthetic um, part of the brain. I'm going to let you talk about this because I can only get it wrong, but this is probably my favorite part of the book and the part that I think our, our listeners will really be interested in. So maybe I'll let you talk a little bit about that. Well, I'm going to make this as brief as possible. <laughs> I want to play a game. Okay. You, I can't do this in the book because it's not ah, audio, right? right? Um, so what I'm, I'm going to say a word. I'm going to say the word is, and then you, you, you and your listeners are going to know the next word is what they need to be listening for. It really helps you to get a good read on how your brain is hardwired. Okay. If you gently close your eyes and just take a nice relaxing okay. breath, the word is bell. Okay. So here's the thing about it. Let me ask you, and this will help your listeners exactly. too. Sandy, did you see an image yeah, of a bell? that's what I got. I got a little bell, looks like the Liberty Bell, basically, that's in my in my uh, brain. That's what I saw. Absolutely. The Liberty Bell is the iconic <laughs> bell image for this. So I'm an American. And there you go. Everywhere I go, that happens. Some people, like me, for instance, hear the bell. They oh. hear a bell. Now, if fairly well balanced, right, they both hear and see uh-huh. it. But the way I do that is I hear the bell and then I manufacture the image that man that matches. Ah, so you're mainly hearing it and then you're seeing it, sort of. Exactly, exactly. Now, if you are predominantly visual, which is the person who sees the image mm-hmm. of the bell, mm-hmm. right? And if you're fairly well balanced or you've learned how to do this kind of skill development, mm-hmm. then you'll manufacture a sound that matches your bell. Interesting. Interesting. See where I'm going? Yeah. Now, thing about the the kinesthetic learner. Um, this is something that people have the most trouble with nowadays because basically our modern life makes us live from our nose. Oh, up. yeah. So for kinesthetic learners, they're body learners. Location and movement is very important mm. to them. They literally feel things in their body. I don't know. When I get nervous, my, my stomach mm. gets nauseated Absolutely. and stuff. That's a kinesthetic response to something. That's my body telling me, pay attention. You're really uncomfortable. Yeah, now. okay. That makes right? sense. That makes sense. So – and also, more in a more kind of ordinary, everyday setting, if you, you know, you're suddenly excited because your girlfriend is getting out of the hospital and stuff, and you go to dial a phone number you've dialed hundreds of times before, you can't remember the number. <laughs> so what do you do? If you're really lucky, you stare out the window, you lay your hand on the dialing pad, and it'll type it oh out. Oh my God, you. that's me. You, you've obviously totally that, seen me do that. <laughs> that kind of body learning, and that's one of the reasons I was so excited in your book about. Um, oh, now another thing about the bell mm-hmm. game. Sorry, I want to go finish that before okay. we go on. Is that a kinesthetic person might actually feel the bell reverberating in their chest the way that you would in a rock concert. Well, you know, 
I got to tell you, that's such an interesting thing because when you, I must be visual kinesthetic then because I saw the picture of the bell and then that's, I thought, boy, this is weird. It's exactly what I felt was sort of like a a chest response if that bell had rung, but I didn't hear the bell. In other words, I did not hear the sound at all. Part of that too, when I was in law school, I remember I had to, it was imperative that I go to class, not so much to hear it, but I had to write it down in pen and then I would, I would type my notes up afterwards. And if I wrote them and I typed them, I would remember everything. But if I just, just wrote something or just, you know, tried to read, I was terrible at reading. I mean, awful, awful, awful. By the, by the last year, I got to the point where I didn't even buy the books. Don't, don't tell anyone. I still graduated, but uh, I had, I had to go and then I had to write the notes in longhand and then I had to type the notes and I was an A student. Isn't that weird? So you were unconsciously or subconsciously, any way you want to call that, I'm not a drink, <laughs> um, taking advantage of your two strongest learning and working styles, which is visual and kinetic. That is so weird. Because you were looking at those things and using your eye-hand coordination, which is a huge override. So brain. interesting. Now, you know, now, now you learned by writing. Nowadays, the young folks coming up, they learn it by how they're typing it yes. out or how they're yes. typing it. So. That's that, that kind of way that things change and stay the same. And, and I so appreciate in your book the way that you emphasize that you have to touch everything to make the decision. Whether it's a towel, something from your bathroom, like the 30 cent, yeah. you know, uh, <laughs> sample of lotion that right. you have, you know, makeup that's like two years old and my God, you should put that nowhere near your body <laughs> because of bacteria. Oh, yeah. Now, you know, all the way through into furniture that you're tired of stubbing right. your feet on. You know, I mean, everything. Right. And and I admire that about you. Well, it's you. so funny because uh, in in talking to you now, that's probably because I am kinesthetically oriented. Although you couldn't have told me that, except for in reading your book, I thought I I knew what I was. But now I'm talking to the master, so you see, there you go. But um, but it's interesting because. If a different person had written the book, it's possible they may have said something different. But to me, it was so important that you touch the thing because to me, mm-hmm. that's that's the key energy. And I, I think it's almost uh, what you said before about the fact that we're sort of living from the neck up is so true these days. And it seems to me that touch, therefore, is more uh, primordial is not quite the right, right word, but, you know, that it is exactly it, is it because it. It's exactly. It's really attached, I think. Mm -hmm. Your entire skin is the largest organ of your body. It is not just, you know, a a casing around the sausage. It is a living organ. And if you lose too much of it, you Mm. die, just like if you lose Mm. your liver. You know what I'm saying? And remember, again, the other thing about touching is your body never lies. Mm. Your response that you get while you're touching it and stuff is... What is the that makes a lot of sense. You know, it's interesting. I wonder if that's why I felt so strongly about music being part of the organizational process. Maybe that includes sort of everything. It's I'd never thought about it before, but maybe that's part of that. What do you think? Well, there are a number of different things about music. Um, first off, if you listen to music while you're exercising, you lose even mm. more weight, period. They don't know why exactly, even if it's different music, you lose huh. more weight. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Let me go turn on the stereo while we're talking. <laughs> And the other thing, it helps music turn, if you're listening to music with uh-huh. words, okay, in other words, with mm-hmm. lyrics, that engages both sides of your brain because ordinarily language is processed in the left half okay. of your brain and music is processed in the right half uh. of your brain, okay? So it's listening to both, so it's communicating back and forth and blending those into 
one experience. Oh, that's interesting. So maybe that's like uh, singing in the dark, so you can't be scared or something because you've filled up all your brain with with the lyrics and the music. <laughs> that's that's very much about what it's like. I mean, the whole thing about being a Bond girl is you're going to create a new Bond girl re- life, a new Bond girl reality, and why not use both sides of your brain to do it? That would be my. Yeah, idea. I really <laughs> like that. I think that's really really interesting. I think that's that's part of this too. Is that is that a lot of us, and that's why I think your book is so great because it explains in humorous but also really understandable terms how you can take your use your brain to your own advantage, which seems a little bit odd because of course you're using your brain to use your brain or something. But I'm I really appreciate the way that you've written that out because I think it's very very accessible, and um, I can't wait to read the the next version. I think the the old version was great, so I can't read, wait to read where you go with the next one next. <laughs> Well, and now we come to a slight, um, not dividing point, but a different aspect of this thing about music, and that is you like to listen to music with lyrics. I do better if I'm not listening to music with ah. lyrics. I do better if it's just instrumental. And there's a several reasons mm-hmm. why. Because I'm an audio learner, I learn when I read inside my head, I hear a ah. voice speaking. When I read notes that you send me, Sandy, I hear them in your voice. When I read emails you send me, I hear them in your voice. Oh, my voice. God, I'm in your head. I, <laughs> now, I don't listen to other people's voices in my head. I want to <laughs> yeah, really. How many of us are in there? <laughs> but there's another choice, too. You could have, for instance, still been a visual person, but seen the word bell. Yes, I was wondering about that. That actually came to my mind. So if you had seen yes, the word yes. bell, you were a visual, you process in a visual manner, but you express yes. in language. Yes, that totally. So you will tend to have a more balanced left. Oh, that's right. inter. That may, that definitely makes sense. See what I'm saying? Yep. yep. So you see B E L. So everything that we're talking about here, you have to realize it's very short. It's very brief. If you want to learn more about your brain, I have tons of free resources on my oh, website. Oh, that's great. Both that's great. Them. And I'll make sure there's a and link. So that'll yeah, work perfect. out. This is simplification, but everything we're saying is Excellent. true. This is like stuffing the sausage. I think that we're going to have a little bit more outside the casing than inside, but we're doing our best. So speaking of stuffing the sausage, you know, I, th- I think about uh, some of my clients that I've had and, and uh, you know, they're they're packing up all their stuff into bags and boxes and whatever. And sometimes they just throw up their hands and just go, I cannot do it. And they completely give up. What do you suggest when people get stuck? Well, there are a couple of things. One is there's not some disease that you have, <laughs> you know, I mean. We have the Americans, certainly in the continental uh, United States, have the most cluttered lives oh, in the yeah. world. And nobody owns as much stuff as we do anywhere else oh, yeah. in the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And things like that. So the base that you're starting from is a lot higher than other That's uh, a good point, actually. That's a very good point. And another thing is to, to understand that it's going to get more chaotic before it gets way better than just cleaned mm. out. What do you mean by right. that? What I mean is is that while you're sorting and stuff, there will be uh, boxes that will be representing your different categories. Like, you know, basically there's give away, donate, right. you know, and giveaway is like to friends or family or, you know, neighbors or something right. like that. I mean, I, we have no problem getting rid of anything in our house. Anything that we have that's usable and nice that we don't want anymore, we give to our housekeeper yes, every two perfect. weeks. I mean, that's perfect. It's, and I think that what you're saying, too, is that it gets more chaotic because – you are clearing out every drawer. You are clearing out all this stuff that you've stuffed behind other things. And so they're on the floor for a while. Well, you have to spread it out to be able to look at it and make the decision about where to right. put it most of the time. 
Now, there's another thing here, which is that right-brain people are going to spread it out and make their decisions that way. Left-brain people like me, we're going to whip that drawer open. We're going to pull out one thing at a time and decide whether it's going to go back in the <laughs> or not. That's going to be our first cut. When we come to the end of the drawer, then we're going to throw all the stuff back in, shut it, and then we're going to look at the stuff that we're not going to keep, and then we're going to split it out into, oh, I wouldn't give this to a dog, you know, <laughs> or somebody could really use this who has another life than I do. You know, that kind of thing. Well, being a, being a left-hander, I, I knew that I was a right-brainer, and now I also know that I must be a right-brainer even more than I surmised. I'm definitely dumping it out on the floor and <laughs> just starting from there. Well, I compliment you on your organizing instructions in the book. They're quite specific, and they're very well-developed. I just want people to be aware, if they do it a slightly different way, nobody yes. cares. As long as you get to the same cleared-out place, you've done well, Grasshopper. Yes. You know? And that's a really good point because I think that's the that's the thing too that I think when people get stuck that they also can just in the book I said start in the kitchen I don't know why that to me is always easier to get rid of you know food that might be a little old than makeup for other people or the closet which is always the big black hole but at least start somewhere and and uh, you know then get going that sometimes it's like a writer's block where you have writer's block just start writing regardless of what it is just start writing and so if you have a cleaning block just start sorting no matter what it is and you know sandy that's a good point because the other single key to getting unstuck is to pick one smaller thing don't think you're going to go in your bedroom and do it all yes right Go in the bedroom, do the dresser. Go in the bedroom or do everything on that one wall if you have a lot of yes, time. Yes, yes. Right? But especially in these really time-compressed lives we're living, if you do the dresser and then two days later you do the vanity area and then two days later you do the closet yep. in the bathroom and then two days later – it, you'll be astounded at how fast. Well, it and goes. I think that I think what you, you know? said too, which which was a phrase sort of better than just cleared out. That's really what I certainly discovered and tried to put into my book when I started clearing. It was it was so much better than just being sort of clean and organized. I felt clean and organized on the inside. And you know, it's a funny thing. I have basically been able to live on a working class income for most of my life at a middle class mm-hmm. level. And part of it is because of a really simple thing, which is that I don't have anything, you know, in my life that I don't really actively use and enjoy, you know. How do you feel about that? Well, I think that makes you a Bond girl. (laughs) Absolutely. I think that's the key to the whole enterprise is that I think that um, by not having stuff that you don't love and adore, that makes you the perfect Bond girl. So what do you do when... Something sticking to your hands when you're when you're trying to release it and you just feel like, oh, my gosh, I, I can't let this go. Well, two things, I think. One is because I'm such a language-oriented person. In other words, I have an internal dialogue with myself about what mm-hmm. I'm holding, mm-hmm. right? And I always ask myself the question, does this grow my soul every time I see it, hear it, mm. touch it? And if the answer to that becomes no over time, it goes somewhere right. else. And I think it's interesting because you ask yourself the question, does it make my my soul grow? And now I'm hearing and learning through you that because I think I'm quite kinesthetic, I actually touch that thing and I see whether it resonates in my body. I mean, that really is how I feel it. It's it's the funniest thing. It's just like, does this make my heart sing is how I would I would put it. That is perfect. Isn't it exciting you start coming to a, a much higher understanding yeah. about who you really are? That's the thing about the authentic self coming from the inside Absolutely. out that, that you make such an absolute point about in the book. You know, Why wouldn't you want to learn about how your yeah, brain works? Yeah. You know? I, I have one quote I want to contribute mm-hmm. to this uh, discussion. 
about, you know, kind of what model or what idea you can mm-hmm. use in, in your personal mm-hmm. space. And this was written by William Morris, who was an artist at the turn of the century, last century, sorry, <laughs> uh, when houses were being just invaded by all kinds of machines and stuff. And what he came from a craftsman background and what he's, this says, it's very famous, is have nothing in your houses that you do not know to be useful or believe to be beautiful. Oh, that's great. That's all. I had this posted in my that's, house. And, and that really says it all. I would certainly, I would certainly agree with you that that is really, that's really it. A lot more time to spend on your own beauty and satisfaction and sensuality and on your stuff. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's exactly right. Sandy, it's always such fun to be with someone who's so interested in helping other people, you know, and on enjoying themselves and the life they have now. It's just, it's a joy. Well, I will tell you, you have made my day with that one, definitely. And I will say a big thank you because um, I will take that compliment. <laughs> Good bond. Good bond. Right? Take the compliment, right? Um, in closing, what would you say would be sort of your best piece of advice that you could share with our listeners in your clothing? Well, you know, I'd have to go with my mother was a nurse in a time when most women were not mm. professionals, and and in truth, I believe she was a bond girl before he even. Wrote I the think book. you're probably right. <laughs> and she gave me the best advice I've ever heard and been able to use in uh-huh. my life. Some of them are catchy, but this uh-huh. one works. And what she said was this, be happy. Everything else is just an advertisement. Oh, I love it. Well, on that note, I think that's the perfect ending for our uh, chat. That was Eve Abbott. Again, I will provide a link to her website, uh, which is a brain new way to work.com. Eve's books are on Amazon.com. You can also purchase them on my website through the library. And Eve is just coming out with a new version of her book. I believe it'll be version four. And I hope that you will all run out and purchase that book. So we thank Eve Abbott from BeABondGirl.com, and I look forward to talking with her again in a month. I hope that you enjoyed that coffee chat as much as Eve and I enjoyed doing it. You can take advantage of Eve's organizing expertise to help save you your precious time and to reduce your stress. If you're a business owner, check out www.organizer-extraordinaire.com. I'm going to spell that. It's O-R-G-A-N-I-Z-E-R hyphen E-X-T-R-A-O-R-D-I-N-A-I-R-E for a free monthly tips, easing, and online brain quizzes. I love getting my easing, and I always learn something when I get it. Um, again, you can get free tips from her revised book, which I mentioned, How to Do Space Age Work with a Stone Age Brain. If you let Eve know that you are ordering from the recommendation of this podcast, she will autograph your book and send you an extra tips article, the Simplify Your Life Checklist. So that would definitely be the best way to go and get it. Don't order it from me. Go and get it from Eve. You can also make quick work of your own office problems with Eve's office tune-up in a box, which is a combination of her book, a home filing system kit, and a small business filing system kit. Because 
Eve uses these kits in her own business and life, she actually guarantees that it will save you two-thirds of the time it would ordinarily take you to set up a good working office. This is fantastic. This is the way for you to spend more time enjoying your awesome Bond Girl life and your James. If you are employed in a larger organization or nonprofit, as I had said at the beginning of this podcast, you might want to check all the brain-based productivity resources that are available for these organizations at Eve's A Brain New Way to Work dot com website. Again, that website is A Brain New Way to Work. Those are all no hyphens in there. So if you again are a business owner or a a regular person and want to look at some of the tips and get Eve's monthly easing, which I can strongly suggest, check out that organizer-extraordinaire.com website. Otherwise, if you are employed in a larger organization or a nonprofit, check out a brand new way to work.com. No, that's a lot of information, but if you've missed any of it, obviously you can hit the replay and write it back down. You can certainly give me a ring at 206-350-3537, and you can reach Eve at eve at com, and you can reach me at sandy at yahoo.com. Please let Eve know that you heard about her through this podcast. I look forward to seeing you soon at our next coffee chat and you have a great week. Bye. Bond Girl is neither affiliated with nor endorsed by Eon Productions, Sony Pictures Entertainment, MGM Studios, or United Artists. This podcast is copyright 2008 by 00 Productions. All rights reserved. Fempowerment and Fempower are registered trademarks of 00 Productions. For more information, visit BeABondGirl.com. Our goal? To build a better world, one Bond Girl at a time.